Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Diva Strategies for Success radio show. And I am so excited because I have one of the most fantastic guests today. Her name is Angeal Kay. She's the founder and CEO of Executive on the Go. I, I think she's like a walking encyclopedia about business. <laughs> but let me tell you a little bit about her. She, as I said, she is the founder and CEO of Executive on the Go, who are responsible for guiding through strategic direction, client engagement, and promoting Executive on the Go as the partner of choice for business formation, marketing service, and advisory strategy. She is a woman with many dynamics. First and foremost, she is a family woman. She is married to the love of her life and has a wonderful son whom she adores, and just like you, Angeal does her best for her family. She is living out her passion as a platform speaker and mentor, helping others. She has been booked at mega events and thousands of attendees. She even opened for Chris Gardner and Les Brown and has networked with some of the most influential people, including President Bill Clinton. She is living her passion, and she wants to help you live yours. Welcome to the radio show. Let's get into some questions with you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, uh, to say the least, with everything going on. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your uh, show. You're so uh, dynamic and supportive, and I just, you know, I appreciate having you in my life. So this is perfect. Thank you so much. Well, like I said, you're the walking encyclopedia on business. I've never met anyone like you. So let me, the first question, in the Great Recession, some businesses made their first million. Not to dismiss the deviation of its causing someone will still need what products and service that our listeners have to offer. Given the opportunity that the coronavirus is creating, what are the top three things business owners need to do or check to make sure they are taking the right steps and precautions at this time. You know, this is this is a great question because um, especially in this climate, there's so much going on for businesses. So many businesses have been impacted. So many businesses are at a disadvantage. So many businesses have, have had to just 
just stand still and not be able to move during this time of quarantine and distancing, and it's having impact across so many industries. And I would say the top three things that business owners need to do is, number one, is you need to understand um, all of the resources that are available to you. This is a a time where you can definitely access um, resources, especially with, number one, the um, stimulus package that came out, but even around your personal development. The resources that are around you, the resources that are online, the time that you have now to commit to finishing your book, finishing your funnel, finishing the work that you started or that you had committed to do that now there's no excuse or or not as many um, distractions or different distractions, but still space for you to do the work. Um, Just really consider the resources that are available and what you're going to do to align and get it, whether it's to work on yourself, work on the business, and and get clear about those things. That's what I would say is number one. You know, uh, the time is here. Stuff is going on. People are, you know, consuming themselves with binging on on Netflix or or, or Amazon Prime or, or wherever they are, and you want to consider really the most valuable thing that you have is your time. How are you going to spend it in this season? What will be said about how you come out of this uh, better, stronger, smarter, wiser, prepared, developed. So that would be the first thing that I would say that business owners need to work on. Um, the second thing is also uh, being, inf- you know, being informed. You know, there's a lot of things that are um, that are out that are, um, you know, that are meant to either, um, you know, that are predatory or, or that are distracting in nature. And you want to be informed by um, the right people, by consultants, by you know, your attorneys, your accountants, the people in your life that you trust about what is best for you. So there's a lot of things out there that you can access, but the key is are you accessing the thing that is most beneficial for you? There's a lot of programs and different pieces that are out right now with the SBA, and people are rushing for, um, you know, let's say like a $10,000 grant, but what you really need is a $100,000 bridge. What you really need is a forgivable loan that covers two and a half months of your payroll. What you really need is your rent. What you really, you know, so really kind of consider, or maybe for some of you that are parallelpreneurs, maybe what you really need to do is understand uh, what you can access through the programs that were funded to the state for unemployment. Just be informed and be and make decisions from that place. You know, a lot of times when I well, when I look back a few weeks ago, when a lot of people were um, you know uh, purchasing out of fear and purchasing out of uh, from a place of um, uh, you know um, I want to say scarcity because they were they were looking at what was going on and wanted to make sure that they had what they needed. It didn't even occur to me to to go to the store and do those things because about five years ago, my husband adopted an idea of preparation for us that was very unique. And it was really, he he decided about five years ago that we were going to, as much as possible for our core supplies, buy it a year in advance and have, in you know, we have of the storage, you know, we cleared out the space. And so when when everything was going on, there was no 
part of me that was in a rush to make a, a decision or, or to feel the energy of lack. And that, I think, made a huge difference of how I was able to kind of think through the season or think through what we were going to do in our business, you know. And I would say the third thing is to be postured to take advantage. You know, um, there was a great book that I read a few months ago. It was called – it's called – the future is faster than you think. And it's amazing that I read this book early, um, early in the, earlier in the year because in this book it talks about technology impacting um, industries across the board and just how it impacts all these different verticals. And it was perfect for me because it prepared me for this time where now everyone is rushing to uh, connect to technology and how they could translate their product or how they can translate their specialty or translate their expertise or what is the value. And when you think about just the development of the just the internet itself, not even all the ancillary technologies that are connected to it, but just the internet itself. We're still at the beginning phases of what this will of what it's going to do, and so this is a time where so much inspiration, creativity, so many things can be birthed out of. Um, being able to posture ourselves to to take advantage and be open to what comes up in your business, in your life, in your purpose around what needs to be created, uh, you know, uh, to be able to be successful and, and strive through. Remember, millionaires were created in every cycle of the market. Somebody is making money. And if you're prepared, you'll be able to make money in this season. If you're prepared, you know, the thing is is that there's always someone who is ready to buy a house, just like there's always someone who's ready to leave or sell or downsize or even lose a house. But where do you want to sit on the fence? What do you want to be ready to do? So this is where preparation is is key and for those that that were prepared then you can take advantage in a different way than if you were forced to be reactionary to what's going on and all i'm saying is that as we navigate through business let's be postured to uh to make decisions that are going to be best for us and not just kind of left with uh whatever uh remnant someone else decided to leave because we didn't uh we weren't prepared for the uh situation because these are cycles of markets, these are cycles of industries, and these and this is obviously cycles uh, that occur in life. And so, um, you know, it's time for us to just, uh, you know, get to the plate and, and be ready for it. Wow, that's good. During the last financial crisis, what mistakes did you see business owners making? <laughs> you know, uh, probably, and, and I was in business back in, um, you know, I was in business in 2000 and, uh, in 2008 with the, um, you know, with the crisis, with the housing market and all of our clients, I mean, that were in any industry connected to it, everything from, you know, constructions and contractors to, um, you know, agents and brokers and developers. And, and the thing is, is that the impact was so, it was, it was across the board. And one of the biggest mistakes that I saw that, uh, that businesses made was that they thought that what, what they were in was going to last forever. You know, they acted as if this would always be the case. And when you understand finances, when you understand cycles of the market, you know that there's going to be an up, just like you know that there's going to be a down, and you just want to be prepared for it so that it doesn't have an impact to take you out 
of the space altogether and you're able to sustain you're able to you're able to stay viable you're able to scale still in those spaces because now when the prices are down that's a great time for you to get more stuff it's a great time for you to negotiate more deals but if you're not prepared and you thought or you live like or you spent like you always were going to have this certain level of income then that's where we run into problems. You want to be able to budget. You want to be able to create a business model that's going to be sustainable. And even if you have a hard impact, a heavy impact, you've given yourself enough room to adjust. And so that was really one of the biggest mistakes is that some people had a very short runway. You know, as soon as anything happened, they were literally one payroll cycle away from going out of business. Is that the way that it's supposed to be? Is that the are we supposed to function? Are we in business for survival or are we in business for success? Are we in business so that we're building systems that are duplicatable that can grow? Or are we uh, in business because we've created a job for ourselves for the moment? So being able to be clear on what you created and what you wanted to do. Some one of the biggest problems is just not being prepared and thinking that the state of, of success or the state of of um of uh you know of income or, or lots of clients coming in or everything is good, that that was going to last forever. And so being clear on the cycles of market and the cycles of business, once you get that in play, then when these things happen, you're able to navigate with with wisdom because you're not pressured by fear. Determine which type of business structure would be best for your type of company. So that uh, also a, a really really great question that we get asked all the time. A lot of people you uh, your people might be surprised, but a lot of people right now are making some decisions to align with their purpose because they are taking the time. The people who are able to work from home, they're 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 dedicating or allocating time on their vision or things that they've always wanted or things that they want to do or things that they want to invest in in themselves. And when you can Consider structure. Structure is a vehicle to get you somewhere. And there's a few factors that I always tell clients to consider when choosing the structure because you've got sole proprietor, you've got corporations, you've got LLCs, you've got nonprofits. So you have all these different structures. And even now in this climate, in this climate, in this with this generation, there has been a demand put on 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 creating new types of structures that actually are hybrids between cause and profit. So some of the first companies that we saw years ago um, created um, or developed uh, what was called a B corporation, which is a, a new type of corporation, and there's less than a few thousand in the world. And basically, they have a certification where their where their books are, are transparent because they align with a cause that they are committed to in the world. And so a lot of people, they realize we're willing to pay a little bit more knowing that you align with a cause and that your profits were not just for the bottom line of your stockholders, right? And so we, we're seeing a different climate of business, which is very exciting. Low profit, uh, low profit liability companies, another thing that's coming down the pipe. It's not here yet in California, but we're watching these things be created to create hybrids between philanthropy and nonprofits and for-profit realms. And so it's very exciting. So 
Okay, back to deciding the best, the best structure for you. So the best structure for you, number one, you want to look at your exit strategy. What is your plan at the end of this business? Are you building this business for acquisition? Are you building it for succession? Do you want to be able to leave it to your kids? Are you building it because uh, it's your retirement strategy? You want to build something that's so valuable that someone else will want to buy. Are you building it because, you know, just kind of thinking, is it franchisable? Is it something that you see that's being duplicated? What is the exit strategy? What is the end goal for the structure? Because that then helps us navigate which structure is best because some structures are best fit for acquisitions because it's clean. You just transfer the stock. You just transfer the membership. Uh, some clients I have want to do fundraising and they want to they want to do um, you know they want to do an IPO, a, a public offering. Well, that structure would need to be a C corporation. Maybe for some clients, right? They want to uh, license out franchises, so considering which structure is best for them. So, again, it just depends. Number one, be clear on your exit strategy. Be clear on where you see the business towards, uh, you know, your, your, your ending, your relationship with it. Because for some people, they want to sell it. It's part of their retirement. So just kind of thinking that through. Um, the, the other factor to consider when choosing a structure is the ownership. Is it just you? or are there other people involved? Because if it's just you, then, you know, a sole proprietor is great for that. If it's just you and you're an LLC, you'll be disregarded at the federal level. You'll be a single-member LLC and you won't get any of the tax benefits or even a separate tax return at the federal level. So if you're looking for protection and separation and these types of things, but you're the only owner and you choose an LLC, you might not get the experience or the tax separation that you were looking for if you are the only owner. Um, it may be, um, you know, the ownership, maybe there's multiple owners and you want to have the feel of a partnership. Well, LLCs are perfect for that because they're the hybrid of a partnership and a corporation. So two people in there, it'll naturally take on the characteristics of a partnership and then all the net profits or net loss will pass through the owners. So that one's a good one. So you begin to kind of think about, oh, okay, I see it. And then the last thing that I decipher. So number one, exit strategy. Number two, the ownership. And then number three, the person's individual situation. Because everybody has a unique scenario that adapts to a certain structure. And that's what you want to um, that's what you want to consider. That's what you want to uh, look at. Is say, okay, you know what? Um, I my situation is that I have a pending. Um, I'm in the middle of a lawsuit, but I want to start this business, or I've got benefits that I don't want to be impacted by this income. I need to start this business, or you know what? I need to go on salary with this business. So there's varying scenarios that are very individual to you that would impact the structure that would be best. So those are the questions you want to be able to answer so that you can decide which one is best for you. So if you were just starting out, how do you determine if you should establish a nonprofit organization or a for-profit? 
So that's a great question because a lot of times people come in and they, um, you know, already kind of have one in their mind, not realizing that uh, maybe the other is the best. And so when you're starting out, one of the things that you want to be clear on is your purpose. You want to be clear on what you're doing. Are you, you know, I mean, is your, you know, is your focus like, oh my gosh, I invented this widget, I make these widgets, I want to sell these widgets, or is there cause and philanthropy? I want to feed people, I want to help people, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Is there a, a philanthropic work? And sometimes it's hard because it can blend. This is where. Um, soundboarding with a with a consultant can make all the difference in the world because you're they're able to pull from you and able to ask you the questions to make you see really the fullness of the of the business. Is there parts of the business that are intellectual that you should own? Are there parts of the business that are uh, more beneficial to appeal for grants and you should really be a nonprofit? But then you're confronted with the fact that no one owns a nonprofit. Once you get tax exempt and that scares you because you want to be able to own the rights or own the property. So being able to deal with the truth of if you pick one versus the other. I've had some clients pick, uh, come to me and already have established nonprofits. And they're treating them like their own business. And what they've done is they've made it so that from an audit perspective, they are not appealing to give a grant to because they're not doing the business like a nonprofit. They're not in compliance. They don't have a board. The board isn't governing the, the nonprofit properly. So even in those fundamentals, once you understand the structure, then typically your vision, your passion, your, your, your purpose then will align with which one. And in some instances, some clients really have need of both. I have a client, they have their books, they have their, they have their, their intellectual work, they have, their, they have the part, they have their system, they have their consulting, they have their speaking. They have the stuff that should be theirs that they own, whereas the other part is maybe philanthropy. Maybe they need to work together. Maybe they have a cause out there that they align with, but then there's a for-profit portion of their work that they need to be compensated and it needs to be separate so that they can protect the asset that they're building so that it can be part of their legacy. So just kind of as you're starting out, be clear what you're doing and be clear as to why you're doing it. And a lot of times that will clearly speak to if you sit on the side of a nonprofit or for-profit. Before we go to the next uh, question, I want you to really share in detail some of the services you offer and how you support your clients, and then we'll go back to questions. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we do is uh, we are, you know, our firm, Executive on the Go, we are consultants by nature. So we help our clients navigate uh, these answers. We empower them to just understand uh, not only what they have, but why they have it or why they're choosing it. We get clients that are just starting out and they come to us just for structure, and we get other clients that come after already having a structure but not 
fully connecting to or or using it the way that they should, and they come to us to kind of uh, clean up or, or create compliance around it. So no matter where you are in your business, whether brand whether it's just a thought in your head and you want to have a conversation, or if it's developed and you're clear on what you want to do, or maybe you've been in business but you're navigating it and you're not sure if what you have is right for you. If you're in any of those spaces, then you would be a good fit for Executive on the Go to be able to, again, help you navigate those waters, ensure ensure that you are uh, positioned for success, that you're receiving money, that, that the way that you're receiving it is proper, that it all lines up for the betterment of your business. So looking at whether you need a corporation, uh, C or S, an LLC, a nonprofit, uh, whether it's religious, whether it's general public or benefit, any type of structure or even uh, a sole proprietorship and you need the filing of a DBA, no matter the structure, we're able to help identify, uh, put you in that particular product, and then support you in the process, making sure that you have all the items. It is not, uh, we don't piecemeal the product so that you then have to guess what you need. Our products are complete and whole where when you get it, uh, by the time you're done with the product, process, you're ready to receive money. So you've got your unique tax ID number. We've talked to you about your business license. We've considered if you need a seller's permit. All the things that line up to your business to make sure that you make sense would have have already occurred so that when your package is complete, when you get your kit in the mail, you are ready to execute. You're ready to open up the bank account. And number one, you are ready to receive money. So how do they get in touch with you? So um, I would say you can uh, definitely uh, check out our website. It is execonthego.com, E-X-E-C, on the go.com. Uh, please feel free to go on the site. Uh, there is an opportunity to uh, click on a link for a free consultation. And there is also an opt-in on the page where you will be connected to us and we will be sharing pertinent information to support you and your business. So you want to connect with us. So you can go on our website. We're also on uh, LinkedIn as Executive on the Go. And then you can always look me up and feel free to follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. It is um, Exec on the Go, and I am Angel Cade. And it's just um, it's just so exciting. There's so many ways that we can connect. If you go to the website, all the social media links are there, and you can uh, pop up on them and then follow us, connect to us, um, ask your questions. Just be in the community of what it means to uh, grow and thrive in your business. And spell your name for them so that they have that right. Oh, absolutely. It's A-N-G-E-L-E, Angel, and my last name is Cade, C-A-D as in David, E as in Edward, Angel Cade, A-N-G-E-L-E, C-A-D-E is my last name. That's great. Um, And you guys are the best. So let's go back. What are a few steps now that they could take to get started? So I would say a a good place to start, you know, uh, a good place to start is really getting clear on your, uh, your streams 
um, your streams of income, what you're going to do, how you're going to navigate, what is valuable that you have to offer. You've got to be able to get this down on paper. And I would say one of the things to get started is, is to really get this information down on paper. A lot of you are thinking vision. You're thinking new divisions. You're thinking new processes. You're thinking new products, but you've got to get it down on paper, on your computer, in your Evernote, wherever you capture it, you want to put it in writing so that you can put legs to it, you can develop it, you can go back to it, you can start to build on it. So begin to write it down. Be clear on the name of your business. There is a lot to be said about the name of your business. Some people will get excited and they'll say, oh, I want to call my business this, but they won't check social media. They won't check the, e the website addresses. It's very important because if you start to commit or connect to a name, if you start to decide this is going to be the name of my business, but when people Google it or look you up or go to the website, it's somebody else, and you then decide you have to spell it you know, differently or you've got to do X, Y, and Z, be very connected to the name that you're deciding to call your business and what is going to be available in the world of social media and also your website. You want it to make sense for how you're going to market and package your business. So be connected to the name. I even tell some clients, I said, you know what, be clear on that name even before we incorporate because we could get excited and incorporate a name and then you're upset because that name isn't available as a website or, that, or someone else has that handle. So get clear on the name, and we will do our search. It'll, it's worth the 20 bucks here and there to, to, to secure something, even if you're not sure if it's going to be available at the state level. But it's, it's, it's better to secure it if you love it than to not have it and then now be forced to navigate around it in your business because you didn't check the name. So that's, that's one of the things I would definitely say to do down your vision, make it clear, make it plain, get it in writing, um, build on it, and then really kind of sit with what that name is going to be and make sure it's available. Make sure it makes a sense across the different platforms. The other thing um, that I would say that you can do to get started for your business, um, some of you are parallelpreneurs, some of you are solopreneurs, some of you work from home, not everybody has a commercial space. So one of the things that you might want to do is start by having, at the very least, a private mailbox. You know, if you are concerned about privacy in your home, get a separate address, get a private mailbox, um, a place like UPS store or like a mail depot or a mail drop, not a P.O. box because we can't use those on any of the government um, um, agency applications. They're always going to ask for a physical address. But if you use a private mailbox, it shows up like a street address and can be used across a majority of the agencies. Some of them they won't because they have very robust databases, but for a majority of them, we'll be able to use it and you will have your privacy. So you can start to do those things to create separation between you and your business, separation and distinction between what you're building in your business. Get your address, get your name clear. And then also a lot of us right now, we're really used to navigating on our cell phone. Our cell phone is everything. It's our business line. People call us. They can get us. They can get us right away. Create a distinction. We're down to 10 seconds, so we're going to have oh. to wrap it up. We'll have to, I'll have to bring you back again because you've got, <laughs> like I said, you're the walking encyclopedia on business. 
<laughs> oh, I my gosh, I got so, so excited. Much. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. There's so much information here. I'll, I want to book you again so that we can go through the rest of it because you're just awesome. And oh, I wanna thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. So bye now. Oh, I appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.